This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Eh, whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 214 of the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. I am Bob Collin Jr. And with me, as always, is Dallas Gridley in Dallas. We are marching along to Against All Odds, where Captain and Charisma, Christian Cage, will challenge for the NWA World Championship against Jeff Jarrett. That was announced recently here on Impact, but also on Impact. Our homeboy Sting, Steve Borden, has decided that he is too old here in 2006. Now let that sink in here as we are in 2024. Sting has decided he's too old. He he wanted one last time to do it. And he is hanging up the Scorpion shoes. He is not competing anymore. He will never step foot in a ring again. Don't even think about it. We're never going to see him again. And certainly not in 2024 is he going to be rustling and taking dives off of balconies and platforms and whatever else. That's just not going to happen. No, he's completely done. He he said his last goodbye. He just wanted that one chance to say goodbye to the fans that he didn't get back in March of 2001. And this is it. Or the other times that he was in the asylum. Yep, that was he did not get to say goodbye, even though theoretically there might have been more fans in the asylum than there was in the impact zone. That's actually true. And certainly more of a paying audience than a three. Yeah, so I mean theoretically. Not as cool as the impact zone, though. Right. But like at all. Um, Um, there's there's at least air conditioning in the impact zone. Yes. Thank God. Uh, also though, uh, we have to go to TNAWrestling.com to vote for who Team 3D uh, is going to be wrestling at against all odds because they hate AMW and Team Canada equally. But they wanted to basically do like a Taboo Tuesday gimmick or Cyber Sunday gimmick that WWE does. And they're like, hey. It's still Taboo Tuesday. Or, yeah, it's still Taboo Tuesday by now. Yeah. Right? They don't do so well. Cyber Sunday starts in 06, doesn't it? Oh. Oh, wow. The last Taboo well, Tuesday is on. They did two Taboo Tuesdays, I guess, right? 04 and 05. I just say, dude, I remember being fucking hyped for that as a kid. I got. Like, oh my God, I get to vote the matches. I'm pretty sure I ordered it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty I got. The first one's Shelton Benjamin winning the IC title, right? Yeah. And that's the one I remember ordering because I was like, I this got, concept yeah. is like insane and it's yeah, on a tuesday yeah yeah i ordered that one yeah that's good stuff that's just really bizarre though you let me get a paper on a tuesday night i know okay. uh i wonder how what do they keep smacked maybe they oh, that's a good question 
Um, yeah, so that is what we got. Oh, well, hang on a minute. I also add against all odds uh, for what we have announced is, hey, remember back at uh, Unbreakable, there was uh, that stellar three-way between Samoa Jokers for Daniels and AJ Styles? Well, guess what? We're running it back. We're doing it again. It will be happening at against all odds on February 12th, the rematch that we've all been wanting to see. They just casually said it's happening in a couple weeks. It's uh it's getting pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped. I am. I'm pumped for against all odds, man. This yeah, but you're excited for every show. So. I am. Um, every and every I morning, think, I'm doing I'm so ready to do TNA today. Ooh, and I'm like, great. TNA today, and TNA is back in 2024. Bob, it's just. It's just really great stuff. As of this recording, we just we just watched um, Hard to Kill together last night. The boys watching a current day TNA show together. It's unprecedented. Yeah. It was weird not having a microphone in my face. I know. We probably should have just did a live recording while we were watching it. Yeah, we should have. And then uploaded as a bonus, just like us watching the Why show. Why didn't we do that? Damn it. We, we probably could have. We could have done that. Well, half of it would have been like yelling at the dog to get out of your face. Yeah, that's true. Um, and hearing Bob chug Red Bulls, but I had one, <laughs> one sugar-free Red Bull. One sugar-free Red Bull. Yeah. Oh man. Um, okay, Bob. Let's do a quick rundown of the matches we saw from last week. You hit the big points, um, and actually, yeah. I there was quite a bit that happened as you just went over. Uh, but as far as matches. Uh, not as important, we can say, right? It's a um, little bit on the lower end. Now, we saw this was on the um, January 28th episode of Impact, by the way, in case you're wondering the date. Uh, Jeff Jarrett defeated Jay Lethal in two minutes and seven seconds. How ironic. Now they're a tag team in AEW. Team 3D defeated the team of Buck Quartermain and Kenny King in a minute, 35 seconds. Post matches when they did that whole voting situation. Samoa Joe defeated Matt Bentley with Tracy ringside in three minutes, three seconds. Exhibition title was not on the line, even though this was actually supposed to be an opportunity for Matt Bentley to prove himself because he confronted the uh, the trio of Alex Shelley, Austin Aries, Roderick Strong backstage who also want to like prove themselves. And then they were like, well, you got to go prove yourself. Jerry Lynn made the match. Yeah, they're kind of like kind of being wine asses about it, though. Yeah, yeah. And, but and like Bentley's supposed to be a babyface, but like the the segment definitely came off as a heel. Like I oh I deserve it. You guys are like rookies. Yeah, he does not connect as a babyface to me. But dude, did you see the Bentley bounce? Because that's what he said. Are you seeing the Bentley bounce out there? And it's like five guys now. I was well. I was, I was gonna say like a couple of months ago, it was like the entire. Side. It was a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a lot. and then today, like this time. The one time that he actually like acknowledges it, there was like no one. It was maybe four people that were doing it. Yeah. Um, and then in the main event here, um, Abyss and Rhino went to a no contest in nine minutes forty seconds after Rhino gored Abyss through a wall next to the um, stage. Yeah. A very flimsy wall, but it was there. It was a flimsy wall, but he went through the wall, and it was a really nice visual. So. Yeah, but it was just a very flimsy wall. I don't care. Yeah, I thought it was kind of take out of it. 
I mean, it's like they went to the store, got a whole bunch of uh, aluminum foil, and they put it up there, and they said, hey. Yes, it was like that corrugated aluminum, but... It's like, go right through that. But regardless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's some good stuff. We can appreciate the effort. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was fun. Now, for some reason, in classic wrestling form, there happened to be a camera inside staring at the wall. As they came through it as well. So like when they showed a replay, we got to see the inside view, which makes no sense because why was there a camera there? Although it technically was the interview area. So I guess we could pretend that maybe they were going to get ready for an interview. Yeah. So I, that's what I, I can let that go. It's not as bad as other ones that we, that they I've seen in wrestling where it's like, yeah, there's literally no sense of why a camera was right there. Yeah. That doesn't, that's not a bad big of a deal. I think the, Maybe the only thing that is kind of funny is uh, they <laughs> were acting as if they died. Yeah, that's the only part to me that, like, go, so, like, the wall thing, how thin the wall was. If they didn't do that, then I feel like you could, like, not pick on it as badly. But now they're acting like they died because they went through a thin wall. Like, that's a little, that is a little corny, but. You know, it is what it is. I thought it was a nice visual. But. Yeah, no, it's fine. You know, we just have to... Um, it's rustling. You know, you kind of have to just mm-hmm. suspend your idea of what reality is. Right. And that's okay. That's how it goes. I mean, I'm sure if I were to get gored through a flimsy wall, I mean, I'd probably be dead. Or I'm also yeah. not at this. So. You would definitely be dead. That is for sure. Um, let's see. So a couple other notes that I had from Dave about last the last show. Actually, I only have one, like, it's kind of small note, I think, here. One or two. Um, he says that it was a, it ended up being a very good show. Um, but And he strictly kind of calls out that Sting interview that you just mentioned about um, him quitting. And he calls it the best of Sting's life. Saying that was Sting's best, like, interview promo. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. He says the farewell interview had to be the best of Sting's life. So Dave Meltzer spoke very highly about that. Um, another thing that he calls out, which is hilarious that I forgot happened, was that Jackie Gata gave Gail Kim a tape recorder. And he says, do those things still exist? I guess if they do, it would have to be have to have been cheaper than to just give her a tape. But then again, she'd probably figure she didn't have a recorder. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is so funny. Giving her a tape and being like, well, she probably doesn't have to record her to listen to this. Yeah, so I got to give her the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. Um, and he, about that Rhino thing too, he makes a note that um, he had friends over while the show was on um, who pretty much didn't pay attention at all. But they did pop when the gore happened through the wall. So Dave Meltzer had friends over? Yeah, I thought that was a re- weird read. And he had him. impact on his television? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? He had to, dude. I don't think in my life, if I, you know, having friends over to my house that I know aren't wrestling fans. So I'm assuming he would know that they are not wrestling fans. Because they're, you know, friends. I would, I would never have wrestling on. There are maybe three people that I would have wrestling on the TV. You. Obviously, because like you'd be like, "What is this? Cool, doesn't matter. It's wrestling. I love it." Austin, 
in LaFleur because LaFleur is like one of my best friends and he doesn't care. He'll just hang out. No. Anybody else, I'm probably putting just ca- like a casual show on or something. I do remember like two or three years ago, or it had been two years ago, um, or maybe it was last year for New Year's. After it was like 2 a.m. and we put, uh, oh my god, <laughs> we put, put a glow uh, on. No, it was no, it wasn't glow. Oh, wow, was, women's are wrestling. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and that shit was so bad because they're the gimmicks. It was like yeah, it, was, it was so bad. It was not good. But then I was like, why do I need to know if this girl like beats her bully or whatever? Yeah, that's what it was. Oh my god. Yeah. But no one was gonna it tell was... me otherwise because there's nothing else on. Yeah, no, there was nothing else on. It was fucking like two AM. <laughs> yeah, it was good shit. And they're just like, Hi, I'm I'm a football player. Like, no, you're not, but okay. Right. <laughs> Um, okay, let's get, let's head into some other notes here. Um, the let's see the January thirtieth. Uh, so this is like the 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 Monday after the replay. Um, he makes a note here that UFC programming on Spike saw the debut of Chuck Liddell versus Randy Couture special head to head with Raw's second hour, and they did a point nine rating. Now, why is this important? So they showed the replay several more times. Um, the eleven p.m. Unleashed did a one point one. And then, of course, that leads into the TNA replay, which did 8.7, which is the second biggest replay to date. So um, they had a, a pretty good lead in, and the replay did fairly well because of it. See, this is really baffling to me because they're doing like one point, what, or they're doing like 0. 0.9 on the original run. Yeah. Original airing, and then they're doing a 0. 0.7. I wonder how many of these people. I wonder if it's a completely different audience that's I, catching it. That's kind of what I'm wondering. Because I don't think I would watch it twice. No, that's the thing. I don't think anyone would. And that's not just a knock on the product, but like who wants to watch the same show twice in like three days? Yeah, I mean, that's... Like no one does that. That'd be kind of nutty. Yeah. Um, he notes that the TNA Impact on January 28th set its rating record for the debut of Sting doing a 1.08 rating and a 1.26 million viewers. Uh, The audience number was not a record, as the October 22nd show, which did a 0.9 rating, actually had 1.28 million viewers. Uh, So it had 0.02 more (laughs) uh, viewers. I don't know how that works, but one had a higher rating, one had a lower rating, but one had a higher view. I don't know. I don't look at it, but... Um, the Sting interview itself peaked ratings with a 1.19 and added 17% new viewers over the 15 minutes. Uh, the important news here is that this rating, unlike the past few weeks, was not drawn due to UFC. UFC has a weak Unleashed show when it comes to star power and only did 8.7. So this was the, the important thing there is, is the end part, right? This was not due to a UFC lead-in. This was TNA being able to draw that amount of viewers because of the Sting interview. So that's pretty cool. Um, the TNA replay on January 23rd, so we're going back a little bit, did a 0.7 rating, which was about 762,000 viewers. I think that's all my rate, my rating stuff now. I think we're caught up with that. Um, this is a pretty interesting note. Both Chris Jericho and Christian Cage now have roles in the movie Shoot 'Em Up. Get ready for that. 
Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. He makes no. I'm not. I'm not sure that's 100% signed, but it's been confirmed to us that the decision on both of them uh, by the movie people have been made. The movie starts filming on February 13th in Toronto, which is the day after the TNA pay-per-view. And he says, I'm not of the impression that this movie filming will have no bearing in Christian's direction. So it should not affect his uh, TNA commitments. It seems. Uh, also, apparently, uh, he, he notes that this role, which wasn't finalized until this week, was another reason that Christian left WWE. Because he wouldn't have had the time, allowed to have time off to to do it so oh, yeah. it, it also helped him want to leave you wouldn't even been allowed to audition for it yeah right now uh, this is a pretty uh funny note i thought because it's like very random but lance storm teased the idea that he's been talked with about coming in to tna uh he said so he's doing um he says he's also talking with ECW Press about doing an autobiography at this point. Has said, uh, at this point in his life, it would be very difficult to see him on the road four days per month. However, in uh, TNA, his name only has come up in regard uh, to the peripheral issues such as his school. Is There has never been any serious talk about him coming in for television. So, um, it might just be more of a school connection. But Yeah, he said he couldn't see himself being on the road for four days a month. That's what it says. <laughs> he can't leave his house four times? I guess not. Oh, my God. Listen, I, li- I like Landstorm, but sometimes I, like, shake my head at the stuff that I hear him say. It's like, whatever. I like, well, I've always liked Landstorm uh, in ring and otherwise, so. I think when I did my WCW uh, 2000 rewatch, I ended up respecting Landstorm a lot more than I did before. Yeah, because he's like one of the only bright spots. Yeah, and he's like a really good worker, and his character's good, and he puts stickers over the titles, so they're like the Canadian titles. It's just good stuff. If I can be serious for a minute. He's got the Canadian rule book and shit. Dude, it's so funny. Well, they killed him off at uh, New Blood Rising when Mike Awesome beat him four times. Well. But then Jacques Rougeau was like, no, no, no. That's not how we do it in Canada. And then he just beat him again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I just ruined, saw. I just saw someone be like, "Hey, where's that? Where's that video of Mike Awesome being saying how cold it is? Because there's uh, currently in the Northeast where we have some cold weather as we normally do in January." Yeah. Um. Oh shit! It was such a funny clip. Oh wait, hold on. Here it is. I just found the guy who who shared it. It's just Mike Awesome like yelling how cold it was from <laughs> And you can say it with the ambulance door. Man, it is cold That's out here. That's great. Brother. And then he gets hit with an ambulance door. He's like, I need that clip of Mike Awesome saying, It is cold out here, brother, to accurately describe how cold it is outside right now. <laughs> Poor Mike Awesome, man. That guy in WCW. Comes yeah. in as a comes in as a killer, and then he's the fat chick killer, and then he's the seventies guy, then he's Canadian. The fat chick, Thrilla or something like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Holy shit! Oh my god! And then is it who who does he almost kill on top of the bus? Is it one of the um, ICP, ICP guys? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's too dope. Shaggy, yeah, shaggy, shaggy too dope, right? Yeah. Oh my god. 
Sure. Crazy. Um, speaking of ICP, what a good tying. Uh, we talked, um, I think it was on our last episode. If not, it was two ago. Uh, we talked about the fact that TNA is going to be trying to do uh, house shows. And if it doesn't go well, they're just going to add ICP to it, and it's going to be an ICP show instead. <laughs> what? That's what they're doing? Well, that's what, if, if it doesn't do well, it'll just turn into like a... A concert? Oh, no. <laughs> like a, like a, they'll just be advertised. So um, I have an update for you. Uh, ticket sales for the first, quote, house show, I'm quoting it. It's not really, the, I mean, they're testing it, right? On March 17th in Plymouth um, are okay. Uh, the $50 ringside seats are sold out, and the $10 tickets are moving well. Now, the mid-range tickets aren't selling well. And there are many places in that area giving away tickets to the show for free. Uh, Dave says, I'm told that they, are, uh, they have about 1,000 of the 3,000 tickets sold with only internet and newspaper um, publicity and start buying uh, TV ads in a week or so. Now, he says, as noted before, um, if the tickets don't look like they're going to all go, they can just add ICP to the show and build around them, and they'll be able to pick uh, pack the place, so there's almost no chance of a bad turnout. I'm very excited to talk about this show when it happens. That's incredible. Because of, because, of, because they're in Michigan, that they can... Just add ICP and everything will be all right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, if I was ICP and I had read this, and I, I would be like, okay, well, if they contact me, I have all the leverage. I mean, yeah. Because they need us. They need us. It's a very fair point. That's funny. I scrolled too far. Um, you're going to be so excited about this, Bob. There is a plan for May. Uh, of a another X Division World Cup, probably with the U.S., Canada, Mexico, and Japan. Now, uh, Mexico is going to be difficult, uh, not to find bodies, but to find four quality X Division guys in AAA that can work with U.S. guys. He says that Team Japan is tentatively slated, depending upon New Japan touring, and who New Japan even has under contract at that point. Now listen to this. We have a rumored Japan team. Uh, Jushin Liger, who will be the t- captain. I've seen him before. Makes sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tiger Mask. That's cool. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Already saw him, so that's cool. And Rocky Romero as Black Tiger. Okay. Oh, that's a cool little uh, team there. We'll find out what happens. I thought I thought I was expecting like a huge name. Jushin mm-hmm. Thunder Liger. No, uh, like a name that we hadn't seen. Okay, uh, Tiger Mask. That's not, I don't know, it doesn't really get me excited. I think the fact that you ended on Rocky Romero. Kind of a buzzkill. That just killed you a little, okay, fine. Um, I got like two more, well, one's like a two-parter, so I got like three more notes here quick, Bob. But um, this one's kind of funny. Uh, we, I think we talked about this before at some point. But Lex Levette has this cheerleader gimmick that he has proposed. Oh, um, okay. Proposed. I was going to say, we haven't seen anything like that. Yeah, well, not yet. So he's proposed this to both TNA and WWE. Um, and oh, now, my God. They took it for Spirit Squad? Well, that actually... Uh, wow, I wonder if you're fucking right about that. Because Spirit that, Squad's not a thing yet. Mm. Right? 
Um, that's not what I'm about to read, but that is very interesting. Oh, shit. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, well, so that cheerleader gimmick that he proposed to them um, is different from, well, he says it's different from the WWE version. So I'm wondering if that's in reference to this period squad. Do you think that's referencing it? He doesn't say. It's, it has to be. Maybe Spirit Squad had... I'll look it up real quick. Because I feel like... I feel like it's... Oh, it's not 2005. It's and definitely it, 2006, because that's when DX comes back. Right. Okay, let's see Spirit Squad. Come on. Because then I feel like that DX run, they only feud with Spirit Squad. Okay, so they literally debuted January 23rd, 2006. Oh, wow. So it literally is just happening. Like, just recently. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, the show we're about to watch is the fourth. So if this is... Yeah, it's like two weeks. Wow. Um, well, so he says it's different than that. So, okay, that makes more sense. He says that his, Lux Levets, is a strong heel role where he's got the women cheerleader, uh, cheerleader with him who interferes and also screws up routines and blames it on her. So it's, oh, he screws up the routines and blames it on her. So it's a comedy-oriented role. Now, listen to this. Apparently, it aired on Explosion, and it was described as having potential, but being a long way for being ready for impact. But it was better received than the WWE debut, um, which he says died in Charlotte. I'm assuming that's where they made their debut. Right. So Lex Lovett's cheerleader gimmick debuted on explosion yes i'm trying to see as i said to bob off air the explosion taping situation um at this time is driving me absolutely insane because it doesn't make sense so so put it this way i'm looking right now really quick i'm not finding is it this one no i mean this is like insane like it doesn't make any sense um, okay, I don't know. I, I literally can't find it. So, at least not according to Cage Match. Now, that being said, I'll just tell you right now, Bob, there was two dark matches that were filmed at the taping. But see, they wouldn't have aired yet. Do I have a different... Oh, you know what it is? It's got to be this. So, last week, or it was either last week or the week before, from the um, January 17th taping, Matt Bentley defeated Lex Levette in what I thought was a dark match, because I can't find evidence of it being an explosion. I bet you that's the match. It's got to be. So it could be a dark match. It could be a dark match. And just, he assumes it's explosion. I mean, he says aired on explosion, but is he really watching explosion? Probably not. I mean, I don't even know how you could. That's what I mean. It's so, a syndicated show, right? Like, only certain... But he does have another dark match what I'm assuming is a dark match on the taping that we're about to watch, but I was going to wait and say, but uh, you know, I bet you it's that Bentley match looking at the, looking at the cards here in front of me. Cause I have like the full breakdowns from the tapings in front of me, mm. but okay. So anyways, interestingly enough, Lex Levent might do a cheerleader gimmick. Oh, we'll see what happens. My favorite cheerleader gimmick is uh pepper parks. Also known as uh, the blade. Pepper parks is some good shit. Well, it's just no one ever remembers him as a cheerleader. And I will always remember him as a cheerleader because in the PW500 one year, he was, uh, I believe, 500. And uh, he was a cheerleader. 
Well, there we go. Ponytail, pigtails, and everything. That's fantastic. Um, I have um, I have a Samoa Joe um, note here. Um, and then a uh, part two where it's just like a very small interview with him that I just wanted since it goes together. And I don't know if we see him on the show or not. So um, Samoa Joe had to cancel all his weekend dates after contracting a staph infection, hmm. uh, which, of course, are no laughing matter. And now he wrote in his live journal, quote, just to let everyone know what's going on. Uh, after my last show in Detroit, I noticed a small cut underneath my right arm near the armpit. It was a little red and irritated, so I cleaned it and I paid no paid it no mind. Over the next few days, it had swollen to about the size of a large marble, and I decided to head to the doctor right away. As I suspected, the doctor diagnosed it as a pretty severe staph infection, and now I am on antibiotics. Next week, I will be looking into getting it drained. Uh, if anything, my non-participation this weekend is not only for my safety, but the safety of my coworkers in ROH. The last thing anyone needs to, uh, needs is an uh, epidemic and for something like this to spread. A note to indie promoters out there. Wash your canvases. I am surprised I have actually gone this long unaffected. It takes nothing more than some diluted bleach and a hand towel to wipe down and prevent this type of stuff from afflicting your wrestlers. Mm. What a crazy idea. Wash your Yeah. I also had a staph infection once, and I don't know how I got it. Really? Yeah, I had I had MRSA, and it was no joke because I thought it was just nothing. And then it's hurt to walk, and it was on my leg. And if I kept waiting, I probably would have had to lose my leg. So that was cool. When the hell was this? Let's see. More than six years ago. I still have a scar, like from what, where it was on my leg. Oh. Yeah. But we good, fam. We're good. It's no joke, dude. If you get fucking... It looks like it started off as like a spider bite, and then it got like gross. It looked like a spider bite to me, so I left it alone. Or like an ingrown hair or something, you know? Yeah. So you don't think nothing of it. It's kind of what he said. He had a little cut thing, and he was like, okay, and he left it, and then it got, like, big, and he was like, okay, this isn't good. I waited way too long. I should have went to the doctor sooner, but shit happens. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. Uh, A part two to my thing is uh, Joe had an interview on World World Wrestling Insanity. And he was asked who he'd like to wrestle in TNA, and he said Abyss, Monty Brown, Alex Shelley, and Sting. He said he'd known Christopher Daniels pretty much his entire career, including way back in 2001 when they did a feud in UPW out in Southern California. And that helped their matches because he knew everything Daniels was capable of. So just a small, quick little interview note there. Yeah, I mean, the idea of him in Abyss could be good. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting idea, right? Yeah, but I always get nervous with, like, two big guys. Because they're not, like, super tall, really. Right. And Abyss is pretty, like, athletic for Mm -hmm. size. So that could be an intriguing one. Yeah. Uh, Well, Bob, without further ado, that's my notes uh, before the show. I have some we'll talk about during the show. So don't you worry. We're not done. But I'm ready to get this episode of Impact. I am as well. Uh, It is time for the February 4th, 2006 edition of NWA TNA Impact. That's right. Still saying NWA. I don't know if you've noticed, but they don't really say NWA. Mm -mm. I I consider the NWA era to be done. 
But it's not. It's not using te- titles. Technically, it's not. Yeah. But I consider it to be done. It's done once they get rid of the titles. I mean, officially, it's done once they get rid of the titles. They don't. Yeah. I mean, they really don't even. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Just want to point that. Uh, I'm going to count down from three. And when I say play, that is when you can watch along with us over on the TNA Plus app, which, by the way, I guess isn't an app. You got to use your computer if you want to watch it on your TV. Yeah. We learned, it. Yeah. We learned that with um. Although to be fair, we can't even really knock it that much. That's how much that's how New Japan World was for a while, and honestly, it worked great. So, and we had, I mean, no issues with Hard to Kill. So, I gotta say, yeah, my first experience was pretty positive. Well, aren't they aren't they working with like MLB or something? Uh, it's Endeavor, the Endeavor one. Oh, and oh, that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's like whoever it's whatever they're like streaming. So, M- maybe MLB also uses that. Uh, I don't I remember. Think they do. I think they do. So, whoever that is, but. It worked great. I cannot complain. Yeah, I know. It was it was good. Um, all right. Or, you know, you can find your own personal question. Whatever. So uh, the approximate runtime for this is 42 minutes, 52 seconds. Let's continue our march towards against the odds. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. This is TNA. New face of professional wrestling. We are not doing our intro. We are just going right into the impact zone, and Team 3D is standing in the middle of the ring. The tag team of the year. Right. And we're going to see who they the vote already happened, Bob. We're going to find out who won in the voting. This is TV 14 for language and violence, by the way. So if we say a naughty word. How long have won. they been, uh, you think, standing in that ring before he just yelled, yo? Ten minutes. We are Team 3D. This is my brother Devon, and he's jacked as fuck. He really is. And this is TNA Wrestling. And we're back, baby, and we're hard to kill. Oh, I get it. You know what? Speaking of it, you know what? I'm surprised I didn't see Bully Ray on that show. Is he gone? Yeah, he hasn't been. I think he's been off. Um, yeah, but where, where is he right now? Doing anything? He says I'm busted open. Well, yeah, but is it going to be AMW or is it going to be Team Canada? Now, Bob, I made the prediction before that they're going to do both anyways. It makes it obvious that you people hate AMW. Look at the alligator hat. But it's obvious that you hate Team Canada just a little bit more. <laughs> okay, it's a, it's Team 3D versus Team Canada against all odds. There you go. Non, it's not a title match then. Right. So does that mean AMW's not on the show? <laughs> Okay, we're doing a uh, USA chant. Um, what did when did it, I can't remember this, but when did they say that they were going to have the fans vote? It was last week, so they had a week to vote. 
So this is part of a different taping schedule? This is a different taping. So Okay. I was going to say, because if they did this and they technically didn't vote, <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. Last taping was on the 17th. This is on the 31st of January. Okay. okay. And now at that taping, I'm sure they didn't make it live until it aired anyways. Oh, right. Right. We're seeing like a sting thing. Actually, believe it or not, Bob, I haven't. I think it's this week. Let me double check before I get too excited. No, it's next week. You got to wait. I'm just going to tell you now because we're watching it. Uh, Sting's new song is called Yours, and it is performed by a Christian group called Toby Mac. So now we know who's who. What song it is? It's by a country song. Christian group. Oh, Christian. Really? It didn't sound Christian to me. It's Christian rock, dude. I thought it was rap music. It sounded like rap music. I'm gonna look up the lyrics quick. Oh God. Tonight on Impact. The Fallout. Oh, dude. <laughs> These lyrics. Okay, you ready? I'm gonna yeah. we're just going through our intro here still, guys. Yeah. Every time I turn my back, I get the feeling that I'm about to take a shot to the scully with a bat. I'm out of control. Need you to fill up need you to fill my soul up. And could you shed a little light on the skeleton's hold up? My past is my past is taking me to task, and I can't guarantee how much longer I'll last. Without you, I'm a hopeless wreck, so I cry out your name as I drop you to the deck. Rhino's coming out right now as he runs to the ring. Um, okay. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. I'm yours. Take me as I am. I'm yours. So take the space between us and fill it up again. I'm yours. Take me as I am. I'm yours. So take up to take the space between us and fill it up again. And then it goes on. Oh, wait, hold on. I was going to stop, but this. Oh, there's only two more. I'll just finish reading it at this point. We're seeing a highlight of Rhino Gorn this through the uh, wall here. So the next um, verse here. Wait, who's his opponent? Oh, it's Kenny King. He looks so happy to be there. Yeah, you can't wait to get gored. Right, after that chorus, uh, simple-minded little punk thought I was the junk. Nobody ever told me that my doo-doo stunk. What, <laughs> what? what was I out of my mind, or was I just tripping on an ego? But you filled up the space, and you never let me go. Bullseye to the center of my soul. One shot, and it rocked like a fatal blow. This love was your gun. Mercy, your shells. Now I'm a dead man walking down a skinny trail. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. Give it all I got. Shout it from the rooftops so you can take your best shot. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. Give it all I got. Shout it from the rooftops. Like it or not. I'm a dead man walking. I'm a dead man walking down the boulevard. There you go, guys. So now you know the lyrics to Sting's theme song that he used twice. I'm hoping I remember to add that song into the final resolution uh, video. Or recording, I should say. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, there, I believe, yeah, there's one indie note here for Rhino. Uh, back on February 3rd, 
And by back on that, I mean literally um, that was yesterday. Uh, Rhino retained the UXW Heavyweight Championship when he defeated Sabu at uh, UXW Violent by Nature in Jamaica, New York. Oh, okay. I actually also have a Rhino note, believe it or not. Uh, Dave notes that he's not sure what happened, but apparently the deal to bring Rhino and two other TNA wrestlers in for the Sumo Hall show with New Japan and the February 24th and 25th dates in Bangladesh have fallen through. So Rhino that was is a nice working. little almost Pele kick there by Kenny King, and then he gets met with his spine buster. So he, they were supposed to go to Bangladesh in that tell through? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, setting up for the gore. Gore, gore, gore. One, two, One, three. Let's go. Rhino wins, Bob. Is the biscuit going to come out in brawl or what? Let's find out because then I forgot to tell you about the dark matches and the one explosion uh, match that happened at this taping. So I want to see what happens first. No. Oh, God. Terry Taylor is backstage doing interviews with Larry Zabisco. He says that Sting came around, dropped a bomb on him out of the middle of nowhere. The biggest match in TNA history coming up against all odds. Holy shit. I was wondering who that was, too. It's Austin Aries, though. It's Roger Strong No. That is quite the outfit, dude. He said that everybody looks the same, so he brought some pizzazz. Oh, my God. That's actually... That's hilarious. That's good. Hi, Chase Stevens. We're sitting on the sidelines. What are you going to do about that, Larry? Where's Andy Douglas? I wonder if he's right behind him, but off camera. I feel like they would have been like, yeah, he's my partner. Yeah. Oh. We're going to get the natural. Are we maybe getting the naturals against America's Most Wanted? Oh, God. A tag team tournament the next two weeks. The team that wins fights AMW at against Alonzo. So it looks like Austin Aries and Roderick Strong are going to be a team. The Naturals will be a team in this. Oh, we're going to see highlights of the press conference here tonight. Oh, Up next, though, AJ Styles in action. Here comes the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Okay, so, well, he didn't say how many teams. I'm assuming, what, four? You have to, right? Two matches on this show, two matches on the next show. That's what I would have to think. So Diamonds in the Rough will be a team. Yeah. Aries and Strong. The Naturals. Who's the other team, then? Lux Levette and Quartermain? No. Be... And then it'll be Diamonds in the Rough against the Naturals, and then it'll just be the Naturals that would... I don't think they, I don't think they would do the Naturals again. Hmm. I don't. I feel like it's like... That's like a go-to. 
It's like, well, we don't know what to do. We know these guys will have a good match. AJ Styles is facing off against Jay Lethal. For the reference. Now, let me tell you those dark matches quick, Bob, before we get yeah. too much into this. Um, Ron Killings defeated Lex Levette. Shannon Moore defeated Cassidy Riley. Those were dark matches. I can't find evidence of them being on Explosion, but there was an Explosion match. It was Lance Hoyt and Matt Bentley and Sharkboy defeating the Diamonds in the Rough. That airs on February 17th, 2006. You know, I was going to say maybe Styles and Daniels, but then they're in that triple threat. But Joe, so that would not happen. But I, I thought they were going to do a tag team, and uh, clearly that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's a fair guess. Oh, no, they're on the hardest part of the ring. Oh. Oh. Okay. Nice suplex on the apron. The hardest part of the ring. Wasn't expecting a fucking suplex. Oh, here's Samoa Joe. With, With a, a bloody, bloody towel, towel. And a clean fresh. towel. He's got a blank fresh. canvas, and he's got one that's ready to be covered in blood. Well, when you're an artist like Samoa Joe, you got to be ready for your next piece. Oh, going for the Styles Clash? Oh, but he saw oh. Joe. Oh, he's doing it facing Joe. Oh, look, Lethal. Pushed out of it. He countered out of the Styles Clash? Whoa. Single leg drop kick. That was like almost a heel kick. Yeah, it was nice. He goes for a cover, but Styles kicked out. I was wondering, though. Back in spring draft kick. Oh, what about LAX? No, James Gang. James Gang. James Gang. Because aren't yeah? Because they'll probably have a match. It's got to be a team that's not going to potentially have a match at the at, against all odds. Wait, James Gang does have a match, don't they? I think it's with, isn't it with Conan and Homicide or whatever? Yeah, so they're not going to be in the tournament. So neither two, yeah, so neither, that's what I'm saying. So it's got to be. Although, to be fair, they wouldn't be the first ones to do double duty. We just hit the Styles Clash, goes for the cover, three count. There's got to, okay, Naturals, Diamonds and Rough, Blues and Strong. Make your plans now to join us. February the 12th. You could um, probably just put a Team Canada in there. You know, I was sort of thinking about that, right? Because there's four of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, are we assuming that Team 3D is facing Rude and Young? Yeah, that's what I would assume. Styles staring down some mojo. Um, I have a note that's like AJ Styles adjacent. (laughs) Um, apparently WWE was trying to negotiate with AJ Paninsky of the Chicago White Sox for an angle that would start on Raw on January 30th, uh, and would help promote Mania. Now, apparently, um, of course this is in Chicago, so it's a big deal. Um, not to mention it'd be, of course, a slap to TMA. The impression is that he turned it down and Dave says he can only guess it's because TMA gave him a break and he recognized that the only reason that he was being asked. Wow. Speaking of Team Canada, interview backstage. Bob, I want that TNA ringer shirt so fucking bad. TNA. Do we need a TNA cross-line podcast shirt? 
Might as well. Oh, Gail Kim has mentioned that. She just pointed at Rude and said that Demore's name was mentioned on this tape. She's not happy. It could cost us our jobs. Take care of it then. She's freaking out. I didn't work for the World's Heavyweight Champion this long. You should be having these conversations on camera. I know. Oh, we have a match right now, Coach. If I don't take care of this, there's not going to be any more matches for any of us. Oh. I'm excited about this I think he was saying PD and A1 are in this tag tournament. Oh, okay. Oh, contender tournament. Oh, saving dot, dude. Uh, okay, well, we like them as a team, so we can't even we complain do. about that. We do. Okay, I'm fine with that. Um, I have a, since Petey just said they're about to wrestle, I might as well tell you this Petey Williams note during this highlight package. He did an interview on, I don't know how to say it. Is it Jurek? Jurek.net? I don't know. So the G. Uh, he was asked about the... Oh, oh Gerwick? Gerwick? Yeah. He was asked about the disastrous finish of the Ultimate X match when the X fell from the cables. He says, quote, well, I saw the X dangling over the ring, and I got on my knees, as any heel would do, and prayed for it to fall on my hands. Little did I know that my prayers would be answered. Actually, I was looking up uh, at the X saying, please don't fall, please don't fall, and it fell. I guess it just wasn't as secure as well as it should have been. Uh, and then he says, uh, he said the six-headed ring being tough to get used to was a myth. It only takes a minute to get used to. It's really not as complex as everyone thinks it is. Uh, it also seems that there is more mat space in it, too. They just showed so, us the tournament bracket as well. Right. So we're, it's going to be A1 and PD against Sabin and Sanjay, and then it's the Naturals against Aries and Strong. So uh, hmm. with the winners then facing AMW. So to me, I'm assuming. Sabin Dutt. Sabin Dutt. Because like I said, the Naturals, I mean, yeah, they obviously they've had good matches and stuff like that, but it's that's just so kind of. Played out a little bit. Dutton's uh, saving would be a fresh matchup, and we like this seemingly new tag team. Hey, Saban. Here they come. With only a Chris Saban nameplate for some reason. Oh, there we go. I don't know how I feel about this blonde. It's definitely not growing on me. I don't hate it. I like his long hair better, but I don't hate it. Sanjay and Petey Williams starting us off here. Yeah, uh, if you're wondering, no. There are no uh, indie notes for this. I was wondering. I'm sure you were. I always am. You don't even watch indie wrestling. You don't even like it. You don't I don't watch it as much as I want to, but that doesn't mean I don't like it and don't want to. No, exactly Dude, he's that. going old school. The sprinkler. <laughs> oh, he literally just dropped it for him. Yeah. 
Did we get to two? No, we did not get to two thousand followers on uh, Twitter. Would you say two that? Oh no, we didn't. I tried, but we got quite a bit though. Yeah, but you fumbled it. I fumbled it. Yeah, fumbled. All right, Sanjay working over Mr. A1 Steak Sauce. Kicks, forearms, going to the top rope. Petey stocks up. A lot of red in this match. A1 catches Dutt looking for a power slam. Nope, Dutt breaks free. Trip by Petey. Clothesline by A1. The trademark move is cheating. That's good. Trio, whoa. Oh, is Petey going to step on his groin? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Wait, he didn't do it. The crowd did it. Yeah, but he didn't step on him. Well, you know, sometimes you got to do the the less cool version. Oh, splash in the corner. Well, close on A1. Oh, snap suplex on dot. I wonder how long A1 is here for in TNA. I want to say he's been here longer than I expected already. I kind of expected them to bring Johnny Devine back and do this, but. Well, because I'm trying to think of any kind of memory of A1 doing anything of substance. And I don't think I can't think of anything. I like feel like I vaguely remembered his name and like, that's it. Like, I don't. I don't really remember him that much. Right. Dropkick Which is gut. crazy because he's in a major heel faction. Mm-hmm. But he's just like the muscle guy in the background. Yeah, but they very clearly like Petey and the team of Rude and Eric Young Moore. Oh, yeah. nice springboard oh, nice. missile drop kick by Saban taking out Petey Williams. Tilt world head scissor to A1, knocking him out of the ring. Saban is on fire. Let's see, let's see tornado DT out of the corner. One, two, no. That was a good sequence by saving. Spin oh. kick to the gut at A1. Oh, chop lock. Oh, look at that double team. Clothesline <laughs> into a schoolboy pin. That was kind of silly looking. Yeah, it was. Well, I thought, I don't know what I thought Petey was going to do, but I don't know if I thought it was going to be a roll-up like that. No. Going for the Canadian Destroyer? Insiguri by Dunn. I think that's tell you who's winning right there. If he's not hitting the Destroyer, then. A1 drop to the floor. A little drop toll. Oh, did I speak? Wait, the only, he knows the counter. Yeah, he knows how to counter it. He just so he did. just got out of it again. Cradle shock after an insiguri. Is he going to hit this? Boom. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Three. That's it. 
Saving if wins. You're, if you're wondering what the counter is, um, it's literally just dropping to your knee. Long-term storytelling, Bob. No, I could appreciate that because that was like a year ago that they were. And he's still like, I don't know if Saban really has gotten hit with it really since they did that. He didn't lose. He didn't get hit with it at the pay per view. Did he? See, I don't remember. I don't. If he, I, okay, but if he did, it was that's the only time he was. It's never in like a random match like this. Yeah, you can't counter it every time anyway. So, oh, what's this? We're seeing global impact footage of oh Australia, Gail Kim, Daniels, AJ Styles. This is cool. Is this uh? This isn't one PW, is it? Mm, isn't that in England? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. As TNA wrestling continues to make a global impact. I'm surprised they didn't go to Hermes. Yeah, that's a really good question. LAX is in action up next. Oh. Well, I got some Apollo. Oh well, hold on. Interview. I have Apollo notes. I like it better with Shane Douglas. Backstage shit. We'll talk about that next week. Was he fired? Uh, not that, but I'm curious when we're going to see him again. Daniel's confronting Styles here. I wanted to, uh, I've been trying to get to you of why I didn't like the way you threw the towel at me, so I've been, I had to do it to you. I don't need your help. I don't need anybody's help. Oh, <laughs> he just left a shit out of AJ Styles. Harry, you're a former wrestler. Get in there. He's retired. He did nothing. Whoa, that's the There's... most emotion I've ever seen Terry Taylor show. I once saw him hit an eight-year-old child with a championship belt. I mean, that'd be a wild side. So I've seen Very quite the emotion. Six-man tag team action. So that means Apollo is here. Conan, Apollo, and Homicide. Okay, is it just me or does Apollo, uh, at least in this camera angle, doesn't look shredded? No, I was actually not even sure that was him when they said his name. Why does he look so, like, thin? I don't know, is thin the word? Dude, he's not massive. Who do we got here? Ron and Bruce Steele. And, and, um, what's the other name they just said? I don't know. Hold on. Frankie Capone. We've seen him before. Frankie Capone. We've seen all those guys before. That's weird. Capone. Okay. Let me get through these Apollo notes real quick. Cause uh, I got two of them actually. Oh, well, hang on a minute. I'm an oh. idiot. I forgot to do AJ Styles indie notes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, February 3rd, he lost to Samoa Joe. X Division title match for NWA Russell Birmingham in Alabama. And then February 4th, uh, Dallas's favorite wrestler, Joey Ryan, retained the no, PWG no. heavyweight title in a four-way elimination match when he defeated AJ Styles, Chris Bosh, and uh, Kevin Steen. And then I'll just do homicides real quick. On that February 3rd UXW show, Homicide defeated Balls Mahoney. And that's your indie notes for the day. Fantastic. Homicide going right after one of these guys. I honestly don't know who he's fighting right now. 
Is that's Rod or Bruce Steele, I think. Yeah, because I think Capone is the bald one, isn't it? I think it might or be. Is that, or is that Frankie? Oh, wait. Well, I have no, I have no idea. No. I have no clue. Wait, oh, that's right. Rod Steele. That's, that's Rod, Rod Steele, Steel. RS. Because I was just going to say, you got to have your names on your tights if you're a fucking jobber. That's how we yeah. know you are. Right. Paolo. Yeah. Now, Conan, by the way, he's wrestling in street clothes. And by wrestling, I mean he's on the apron. Like, he's not doing anything. That was a nice move. From the shoulders of Bulldog off of him. Conan comes in and gets the pin. Oh, he's taking out the... I'm assuming it's like pool balls in a sock. I don't really quite know what it is. Oh! The slapjack. Slapjack. Yeah, see, I was going to say that, but I didn't know if that's what it was. So, so did I, because that's what Dave called it, but like, I don't know if that's actually... I don't know if that's what it is or not. What do I know? Wait, here's the James gang. I love how Conan did absolutely nothing. Well, there's a reason for that, too, but I don't think we're going to talk about that until next week. Is either. it his hip? Is his hip fucked? It, it's a hip. Yeah, that's what I figured. Like, he kind of can't do shit, essentially. But we'll talk more about that next week. That sucks. Um, okay, so Apollo's future doesn't look too much brighter here in TNA. Now, P- Apollo had heat in TNA because he doesn't like to do jobs. And in Puerto Rico, everyone asks why he won't uh, when he does all kinds of jobs in TNA. Uh, because he's so much bigger than anyone else, he wants to work like he's Batista or Goldberg, and they don't see things that way. He also no-showed the um, January 21st show after canceling on the January 14th show. He wants to be like Batista Goldberg. Yeah. Um, also, another Apollo note, while we're seeing a highlight package for Daniel's DVD, uh, he, he says, here's the latest update on Apollo, who worked TV and is apparently scheduled for the next pay-per-view. Still. Uh, he claimed he missed his flight from Puerto Rico for New Year's, Rev- uh, for New Year's Revolution because he had car trouble uh, getting to the airport. Yeah, so it wasn't uh, that his flight was canceled or delayed. He had called TNA because, as noted, uh, they knew all day uh, from him that he wasn't going to make it. Uh, TNA is mad because they booked him on an earlier flight, which yeah, he changed the late flight out, and he had problems making it to the original flight. Uh, there was still a backup. He actually asked IWA not to make a booking on that night so that he could leave early and then left anyway. Several names have been suggested as possibilities to join LAX, probably to replace him. Man, look at that. Dallas gets his fucking hand-delivered breakfast from his lovely fiance, who never looks thrilled to deliver it. It was her idea to bring it up. So. Okay. I did not ask her. She made pancakes this she- morning. It's so funny. She just never looks happy to bring it to you. What is it? I can't They're see it. chocolate banana pancakes. Oh, great. They're protein pancakes. Yeah, enjoy that diabetes, my friend. Join the club. I'm going to tell you how they taste right now. They're protein ones. I hope it's horrible. Ugh, ew, so gross. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Um, here is the press conference. I'm actually excited to see this. Is that Dory Funk Jr.? Are you joking? Why is Dory Funk Jr.? Holy shit. That's literally Dory Funk. I don't know why he's there. 
in my opinion. He occupies the most coveted position in professional wrestling. He doesn't think that Christian Cage is the intestinal fortitude. So he's playing a heel. Christian says TNA is the greatest wrestling organization in the world. That's why he came. This is without a doubt the biggest match in my entire career. Oh, he's talking about Kevin Nash having funny comments, and he's on the victim list. He had one fluke win right is that, now. Oh, it's Devon. Okay. Yeah, I, so I, I didn't know who it was. Oh, my God, dude. I brought TNA to Hulk Hogan. Bringing that shit up again. He loves it. Now, also, so Team 3D and Rhino on Christian's side, as is Dory Funk after talking shit, and Zabisco sitting on Jarrett's side with um, I see Satamore, Gal Kim, and AMW. Talking about Sting now. He just, just uh, Christian says he just wanted to go on top. That's why he retired. Tene is always making faces behind fucking Jarrett. That's so funny. Sting's a quitter. He saw it. He knew it. What was that question? Do you have any comments on Jackie Gata? No, I do not. Well, well, well. La-dee-da. Here comes Monty Brown. Why is he on a jury? I thought they were friends. He goes, I could have signed that contract. James Mitchell in the background hiding there with Abyss. Wait, so is Monty Brown not with Jarrett? I don't know. What the fuck? Christian Cage, I'm going to send you back where you belong. Get out of my face. Oh, he threw water on Christian. We're brawling. Dory Funk took his hat off and he put it back on. Whoa. <laughs> Updated bracket with the uh, victory of Saban and Dutt. Updated bracket from what you just saw 25 minutes ago. Uh, Saban and Sanjay won, and now we have our next one. Tag team action up next, dude. I don't think that he's acting like this in Ring of Honor. With all this I highly doubt pizzazz. it. Shelly with the Shelly cam. Oh, wow. That is a good sign. There's a sign there that has, like, right there, Aries Strong, Shelly, uh, Gembassy, which is a combination of Generation X and the Embassy in Ring of Honor. Huh. Here come the Naturals. I have a couple, like, small notes that might finish me off here, so, as the Naturals come up. Uh, Cassidy Riley is auctioning off stuff on TNAWrestling.com with the proceeds going to his aunt and uncle who lost everything they owned after Hurricane Katrina. So just as a timeline update for you. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, Ron Killings has recorded a new song and TNA was there with cameras filming it for a segment. So we will see that on a future impact. 
And I have one final note, but I'm double checking to make sure that that's accurate. Wait, Gail Kim and Scott Demore are coming out ringside. Yes, one final note, Bob. TNA being moved to Thursday nights as a lead into Ultimate Fighter Season 3, which has been rumored for months now, is believed to be pretty much definite at this point. Wait, Shelly's got to leave because Demore needs him. He just whispered in his ear. Does he need his videography abilities, you think? Hmm. Hmm. Austin Aries kicking us off with Chase Stevens. What's the, why he's got a tie on his arm? Because he's got to have something to stand out. Pizzazz. It definitely is helping him stand out. He's bringing the pizzazz. I don't know if it's in a good way, but he's definitely standing out. Earlier in this broadcast, dude, Saban and Duck. Who do you think is going to win this? Well, they would be fighting Saban and Duck. So I'm going to say um, Aries and Strong. That's what I think, too. I love the Naturals, but I have a feeling we are past their um, their peak here in TNA. Uh, yeah. That's probably fair. But yeah, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to be tag team champions, I guess. Yeah, and like that sucks, but. Doug goes for the neck breaker after Stevens hit strong with a face buster over his knee. Well, high knee action by Andy Douglas taking out Ryder Strong. Bulldog onto the knee. One, two. Natural double teaming strong. Double atomic drop. Yep. And he bounced into Aries. Yeah. Jeez. Andy Douglas, or Andy Douglas just got back body dropped by Chase Stevens to take out both Strong and Aries on the floor. Look at the extension. Oh, Aries holding Douglas's foot on the apron along Strong to attack. Strong has a cover after Aries beat on Douglas, but gets a one count. They're really hyping up the issue here with uh, Demore, Gale, and Shelley. What what could be this whole controversy? 
I don't know, but I have this weird feeling that they're going to try to use Shelly to, like, get blackmail on him or something. Like, why else would they need Shelly to, like, go with them? He must have footage or something. Maybe he already has it, yeah. Hmm. But still blackmail, right? I feel like they need, like, a counter thing. Right. I feel like we're never going to know. I feel like it's, like, are they going to have us listen to the recording where it's, like, they paid him off? And, like, that's the big secret. I bet you it's going to be um, Sabisco. We let you plug this Morphoplex all over our uh, television, so now you got to get me the title. I hope that's what they do. Here comes Austin Aries yet again. Super well, he's the one who's unique because he's got the the tie on his arm. He's got the pizzazz. Pendulum elbow. He doesn't stand out like everybody else. I mean, realistically, that's the only thing that's different about his attire is that he's got that arm band. I mean, yeah. His tights are a little... Ooh. He just went for a leg drop from the top rope and Andy Douglas moved and it was big and he just splatted. Stevens hits a hot tag. Closing. Big body drop on Aries. Big back drop. We're at 40 minutes and 11 seconds, by the way. We have not done a time check, but the show's been flying. Yeah, I would say so. Natural disaster or no? What is no. this? Andy Douglas went up in a power bomb, dropped to his knees, and then. Chase Stevens dropkick Aries down. I don't know what the point of that was. I don't know. It was kind of unique, but I'm not sure if it was super effective, but hey. Whoa. He like twists them around into the natural disaster, but then Roger Strong pulled out Andy Douglas. Austin Aries grabs the ropes, roll up. Boom. Pins Jeez. Chase Stevens. Really big win for Aries and Roger Strong here, pinning former uh, tag champs. That's definitely an upset. Now, that should be a good match. Aries and Strong against Saban. And, uh, that, yeah, that's going to be good. I'm almost wondering now if there's a chance that Aries and Strong might end up fading AMW, but they're more like the heel team, so I don't know yeah, if they're actually going to do that. Over seal, I don't know about that. But, I'm, but I don't know. I'm like, kind of, that's a weird feeling. Okay. We're backstage. I got one problem left. It's Jackie Gata. This is Jarrett. AMW Team Canada, Austin, or sorry, um, Alex Shelley is about to get into a car. I want you to get something, anything with that camera. Where she lives, her club she goes to. So, yes, they want him to get blackmail on Jackie Gata. Are you going to get the job done? If you don't, don't come back. Scott, is this going to work? Yeah, I think it's going to work. They're like, what do you mean, think?
don't use one of your bright ideas. They work so well. Wait, what's Eric Young doing? What? He goes, Sting's not gone. I know it. He's not gone. This makes me really nervous. What the heck? Okay, that's so, so so Eric Young's like paranoid. That was a very odd way to end the show, yeah. but um all right. Well I would say that was that was a good show. That flew by for yeah. Hour show. Yeah, I liked that. I thought that was a, a good episode of Impact. Uh we covered a lot. I like the press conference thing, even the if it was like why the fuck is Dory Funk Jr. there, but Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fine. Um, all right, so that means that we, our next episode is the go home show before against all odds. Uh, and the only thing that we really know is that there will be the finals of this very short tournament to crown number one contenders for AMW's tag team championships, Saban and Dutt taking on Aries and Strong. So that's what we can expect uh, action-wise. And then uh, just more, I guess, last-minute hype for Against All Odds. Yeah. Which is uh, shaping up to be a pretty good show. So I think that's going to be a fun one to cover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it doesn't under-deliver like um, Never. Final Resolution did for me. But, uh, all right, Dallas, you got anything else? For uh, this episode, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, we are heading in toward another, hopefully, very good uh, TNA pay per view, and uh, I'm excited to see the Christian Cage against Jeff Jarrett match. If Sting's not gone, if Eric Young says so, uh, what does that mean? And what is Alex Shelley going to get with that camcorder? Hmm, we're going to find out soon. Hopefully, our questions will be answered, and maybe they'll be answered next week. But until then. For Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Gunning Jr., and this has been the TNA Across the Line of Podcasts.